Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Front Office U podcast. Uh, welcome to today's Front Office U Friday episode. My name is Ryan Carney. I will be hosting uh, today's episode. We have a very special guest uh, joining the show uh, again today, um, working in the American Hockey League uh, right now. But before we introduce uh, our special guest, I've got a co-host with me along for today's podcast, Victor Anderson. Victor, how are you doing today? I am uh, doing well. Really excited for our guest here. Uh, nothing against him. When I was in uh, Iowa, we did lose against his team, which put us out of playoffs contention. So uh, nothing on that end, but we're, we're pretty excited to have him on here, especially talk about some hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you said, you know, me working in college hockey right now, Victor used to work in the AHL. So we got a lot of familiarity with uh, kind of the sector with which our guest is joining us from. So uh, with that, our guest today is Kevin Joyce, uh, an account executive season ticket member services uh, for the Rockford Ice Hogs AHL affiliate of the Chicago Blackhawks. So Kevin, welcome on to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, welcome on uh, what's going on in, in your world earlier on today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a Pleasure, just you know, enjoying the weekend and talk a little bit about some hockey and uh, my background. So looking forward to it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we really appreciate you hopping on and kind of to get us going. Let's talk about a little bit about your background, kind of how you got to where you are now with the Rockford Ice Hogs. Uh, let's kind of take a couple steps back. You know, talk first about what was some of your early background in sports? What were sports that you were involved in, uh, either playing or as a fan when you were growing up? Some people in your family that influenced you, uh, you know, maybe to get involved in sports. Talk a little bit about your background and, um, you know, how you kind of developed a passion for sports as a whole. Yeah, it goes back to my mom. She, uh, I'm from the East Coast, so big Patriots fan. So she had me uh, watch, even when I was a tiny baby, watching the Patriots Super Bowl before they, you know, they're starring their big underdogs back in the 2000s. And a uh, big part and watch football, and then had me involved in sports like soccer, basketball. And then I did track and field and then did rugby in college. So my mom played a big part for my passion for sports and it just stuck with it. It started with a very early age and I just developed a deep passion for it. Thanks to my mom. She played a big part in that. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome to hear, uh, especially you mentioning, you know, growing up being a big Patriots fan uh, along with your mom as well. Lots of great teams, obviously rooting on Tom Brady uh, for you in, in a lot of those years. So um, that's really awesome to hear. Glad you mentioned the uh, rugby part as well. I know we'll probably be bringing that up uh, a little bit later on the podcast, but I want to kind of focus next on your decision uh, to attend LaSalle University. You mentioned you're from the East Coast, you know, going to school in Massachusetts. Um, talk a little bit about that. What was some of the appealing aspects for you uh, in some of your college decision and uh, how did you end up you know eventually uh, enrolling at LaSalle University? Yeah so I mentioned before that a passion for sports but in college in high school they say you know do what you love and still was determining and then I heard sport management was a thing so I was like oh this is cool I can make money make a living off of a passion for sports so that's really what signed me to pursue sport management and then um, I, it was one of those things, you know, when you, I give example of when you buy the car, you just know it's the right place. So I tore it. There was the cell acceptance day, went there and just the kindness of people. And I just knew it was the right spot for me. Um, like the perfect car, it was the perfect college for me. And then being close to Boston, just had to take the tea and I knew it was a great fit 
for me, a lot of opportunities. And then also the sport management was a Cosmos uh, certified program. So had that certification. So that was a great opportunity, a lot of opportunities and the people around there just seemed kind. And I just knew it was the right fit when, once I stepped on campus. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, always a, a very, you know, big thing to actually have that, you know, in-person visit and seeing the feel for everything and how you may be able to fit in. And uh, eventually for you as well, uh, not only did you get your undergraduate degree, but also, you know, your master's degree uh, at LaSalle. So uh, I know we'll kind of backtrack in a little bit when when Victor kind of talks about some of your experience with the Red Sox. And we really like to emphasize, you know, experience that you're able to get while you're still in college, um, you know, outside of the classroom. But uh, before we do that, talk a little bit through your decision to, you know, know, get your master's degree, what were some of the appealing aspects for you uh, in that, you know, given the fact that you were able to do it, you know, at the same school at LaSalle, um, where you got your uh, undergraduate degree as well? Yeah, well, it was helpful. It was a five-year program, so I only had to stick out one more year, and it was a good time because when I was going towards the end, I didn't really know exactly where in sports, so having another year for a master's, so um, busting it out for one more year, um, got a little bit of a discount and then I could take some master's classes during my senior year. So get ahead of the ball and it was online too. So I had the flexibility of the online um, and really a big part of it was just do it while I can before it gets too hard to do so. If I have a family or, or have other responsibilities, just taking advantage of it and just get it done. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it, it obviously worked out really well for you, like you said, to, um, just kind of, you know, like you said, stick it out for for kind of that fifth year. So um, awesome. Really appreciate all of that background information. With that, though, I'm going to pass it over to Victor to kind of dive into some of your, you know, additional experiences outside of college um, that you were able to get to, to set you up for where you are now. So, Victor, I'll, I'll toss it over to you. Yeah, Kevin, you know, thinking throughout the, the pitch year, obviously you went to college at Ryan and I didn't really, you know, um, you know, about the college itself. So we always find that pretty fascinating knowing that there's so many colleges out there giving you those opportunities to, you know, push your career to the next level. And um, with that, that being said, you were able to um, go to the Red Sox. You did security at first. How did that kind of, you know, come about of looking to do security and then ultimately getting into that ticket uh, experience role there with the Red Sox? Yeah, like a common theme a lot in the sport industry it was just networks and connections. One of the managers of security graduated from LaSalle. So there was a connection there. So he came to my school, spoke about it, and it, I applied and you know, get into sports as soon as possible, get that experience in. So that's kind of what led me into the Red Sox organization was through security. I would never picture myself doing security as my first job in the sport industry, but that's what got me into it. And then in the tick, ticket operations in the ticket office was connections again. Someone from LaSalle, a good friend I made over co college, moved into the ticketing and got a full-time job. And there was an opening and had that connection. And then also my previous boss in security wrote me a good review and spoke highly of me and I got it. And so uh, part of it was just having those connections. And then also, and the job I was doing previously, making sure I was doing it to the best of my ability. So the people that could help me out with get moving to my next role. 
And I think that's always a common theme, especially in the sports industry, being able to network as well as, you know, people around you, right? We tend to overlook people that are classmates or peers to assume that they, you know, won't be getting in roles like that. But when you look down to the middle, um, like you did, you were able to, to see that you had alumni that went there um, and gave you that opportunity on the operations side with, you know, the ticket operations for the Red Sox. How did that experience um, help you, obviously, in the, the ticketing? And what did that kind of every day look like when it came to game days as well as just on a typical day in the office? Yeah, it was a nice transition. So I was out of college at this point. So security was more seasonal, so more game days, events. This was uh, part-time, but this kind of taught me, you know, I was working about 35 hours a week. So it taught me just how to consist of like staying a job, balancing everything from job. You know, I'm someone who works out. So just having that balance and just having some consistent hours, um, that helped. And then also helped me with just security was nice, but taking kind of more like the business sense of sports. So get that more of that background um, and increase my just customer service skills too with the importance of what I'm saying, how I'm helping, how to problem solve. Um, and then it also helped me with just um, making more connections because I was the ticket office is a had a, a bunch of people, full-timers, my manager. So I got to get a little bit more tighten in, make those connections with people and learn some new skills, like how to use pro venue, uh, managing cash um, and how to help just a big line and figuring out. And then I ended up being a veteran and I taught some people how to do the ropes and become a leader in my own sense with my role and help bringing in new, new people up to speed. Yeah, I think like adding that value of being able to, you know, take what you have learned through people helping you around, um, you know, your network, as well as networking with people in the box office. It's interesting to think in the sports industry, it is very tight knit. So if you're able to do what you were able to do, which was to expand your network and get those opportunities to, to grow as well as help others that are in your position as well in the box office. I think that's something that we tend to overlook many times. Um, you know, with that, you know, going from the, the operation side, you were able to, to land a position with the ice hogs here um, for um, the season ticket member services. How did that kind of unfold? Was it similar to, to networking, having someone who may have been able to, to help you out to that next role? And how's that been going so far uh, being with the ice hogs here? Yeah, so this one didn't really lead to networking. Um, what kind of helped me get an interest is that what's unique about the Red Sox ticket office is that our ticket services team is right behind. So it kind of got a, a free shadowing in a way to see kind of what they do from a day-to-day -day basis. And that kind of interests me because one of the things I really enjoy is helping people um, create like lasting memories. And that's some of my in the customer service, helping people. So learned that what this was and it's like, I want to put my name in the hat. So I saw this job on teamwork online. I put my name in the hat, had a good first conversation. And then there was a quick second conversation. And then when I knew 
started talking about salary and how soon I could move. I didn't want to jinx myself, but felt like I got the job. And then a couple of days later, I got the job. So I was just putting my name out there and taking a risk. And the job's been great. I've, I've learned a lot just career-wise and professionally. I, I just didn't make one giant step. I took like six giant steps at once. I learned how to cook more, living on my own. Uh, not close family, the Midwest, you know, different time zones, new people. And it's taught me a lot. People have been great. And I'm enjoying the job so far. It's been rewarding and common theme that, at least for my career journey, is the reminder, just the benefits of not giving up and just staying at it. And I wouldn't be at the Ice Hogs if I decided to give up a little bit. ago and I would not be working in sports right now. That's a great, you know, insight of exactly how it comes down to a lot of people don't take risks. And, you know, for you is moving to, to the Midwest and, um, you know, Ryan and, and myself lived in, in the Midwest. So we are obviously big fans of it. And I'm sure you're having a great time there. But can you kind of discuss of, you know, making that, that giant leap, like you said, of being able to move from, um, you know, from the essentially from the east all the way to, to the Midwest and taking that jump, like you said, you were able to, you know, learn how to cook, uh, learn how to live kind of on your own as well, which is something that uh, college students, as well as myself at the time, it, it's tough to, to do, especially on, um, you know, sports and, and how, you know, you don't make as much as other career paths. Can you kind of discuss on how that process kind of unfolded and how, you know, you would recommend people kind of looking outside of just where they live? Instead of just limiting the opportunities, if you expand to the whole you know, United States and being open, you're already beating out a lot of people because people are scared of change, like to move. Like you're beating, just taking that leap of faith and moving, you're already eliminating some people already because they're, they're scared. Um, but, you know, people... who have been successful in this industry, if you look at anyone's, a lot of people's backgrounds, they've been willing to move to a lot of different areas. It's not uncommon to move five or six times. Some people start West, then go South, then Midwest and East Coast and back. So it's, if you're willing to do that, um, you can really make a good career of yourself. And at the end of the day, you want to ask you, what do you really want? What's important to me? And I really wanted to work in this industry. I, and you know, if you're willing to do that, um, you can get what you want. So I think it's just expanding your opportunities and that's by willing to move because the best opportunity is not always going to be in your backyard for you. Great, great answer there. I think Ryan can definitely agree with that. The man's been everywhere in the U.S. Uh, as far as we know, he could go overseas at this point with how much uh, <laughs> travel he has uh, as well. So I, I can, I mean, him being now um, in Colgate, being able to obviously move along there is obviously pretty, pretty cool too. And um, I'll pass uh, along here to, to Ryan to kind of wrap us up here.
Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I, I kind of want to build on that. Uh, as you mentioned, Victor, um, you know, I have had a lot of experience moving around, but I think the other point that hit me as well that you said, Kevin, um, is the being, you know, not giving up and having a lot of those moments where uh, it's tough and you need to kind of persevere and kind of get through it. And I think for me, big time, like I can think back to my senior year of college and uh, yeah, there's just a lot of uncertainty. You kind of have that feeling and, you know, you see, may see some of your friends, they kind of lock up their jobs or what they're kind of doing for their next steps. And it's easy to kind of put a lot of pressure on yourself and be like oh my gosh I don't have everything figured out get very overwhelmed on on what's you know uncertain and and what's kind of coming next because uh you know pretty much for a lot of people you know up until you graduate or um you know in your case kind of finish your master's degree it's like okay everything's kind of been set out I'm gonna go to high school then I'm gonna find a college I'm gonna go there I'm gonna graduate and then uh everything kind of opens up for you and um you know there are a lot of those moments where it's tough to get through so what would you say were some of those big things or advice you would give to someone else in that situation where um you know, they're maybe kind of nearing the end of their time in college, uncertain of what's going to kind of, you know, come next for them. But how do you kind of pursue and, and get through some of those tough times? Because um, you said it, it can be really rewarding on the other side as well. Yeah, I think the big thing is just being patient at first. Um, I know with the job process, it probably took me a good like six months to really start having people give me interviews. And part of that was being in the middle of the pandemic. So just being patient uh, for me too. Like I kind of, I knew I wanted to work in the sport industry, but the sport industry is so wide and there's so many things. So uh, figuring out kind of what areas you might be interested to narrowing it down. Uh, because if you say, hey, I just want to work in sports, like that answer won't really help you in an interview. So trying to find those jobs or serve, it, it can be more than one. It's okay. So if it's a, couple just kind of honing down and then the next thing is figuring out what's important to you now do you want to be close to family is that something or are you okay with being away from family how far do you want the commute uh, are you willing to drive an hour or is that something you don't um, these are things you don't think about those little things the cost of living um, working in california for example uh, in the sport industry, just starting off, you may have to work maybe two to three jobs, or if you live in a lower cost of living area, you may not have to work as many jobs. So just thinking of those little things of, you know, what's important to you outside of just sports, I'd recommend, and, and don't panic, you know, ask for help. People are willing to help. That's the one thing you found in the sport industry. Just say what you need help with, and people are willing to I find have a helping hand. So just kind of come up with a plan. I know enjoy graduating. And if you don't have a job right away, it's okay. Um, and the last thing I would advise if things are not working out and you don't find yourself really getting interviews or jobs you're hoping for, it's okay to you know, take a part-time job, maybe not as high paying because in the long run, it could pay off in the long run for you. So it's okay to take that part-time job or internship and get some more experience if you don't really feel there's a good opportunity for yourself right now. 
Yeah, that, that's very well said. Uh, I'm really glad you hit on all those points. I think even now for me, even a couple of years after graduating, I can take a lot of lessons from that and being patient. I feel like that's something that I could do a little bit better job of myself. And uh, I'm always antsy trying to jump from one thing to the next. So uh, it, is a, it is a really valuable skill. It's a good thing to, to bring up. And then, like you said, you're kind of setting out those values, you know, what's important to you, you know, how far are you willing to live? Are you willing to move away? You know, what's kind of a role that maybe something you're willing to do um, for a certain amount of time. And, um, you know, I think everything you said there was uh, was really well done, Kevin. So I appreciate that. And then last thing for me, before we kind of get into some of our like Flash Friday personality questions for you, Kevin, you know, who would you say are some of or, or the most meaningful mentors that you've had, you know, someone outside of your family, maybe you worked with, um, you know, during your time in college, or kind of before you got to, um, you know, the Ice Hogs, who was someone that was really impactful for you? And, and what were some of the important things, um, you know, that they kind of passed on to you that, that you try to take with you every day? Yeah, it goes back to my service learning program I the people the person who ran that was a big mentor in a way to help me grow um, I took a chance of getting out of my comfort zone and being a leader and she helped me develop challenge me to be better and I think what the things that I've learned is that the time you put in how much time really matters but how much you put in how much you get out the points of planning, like have a plan, know what, know the ins and out. And if it doesn't go, okay, hey, it's okay. Cause at least you have a plan. You can always adjust. And then just the value of just you know, working hard, you know, things you take like this trip I helped with in this program, it was a whole year. So just the value of working hard and putting a lot of pride in and doing it and doing the best job you can and being okay and how to rise to the high expectations that they may have because they do believe in you. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, and and like you said, being willing to ask for help is obviously such a uh, important thing that we can sometimes take for granted. It can be easy to just be kind of step back and um, you know, think everything is, is out to get you or things like that. But there are people out there that are willing to help. So um, really well said from you on that, Kevin. So uh, on that note, let's kind of bounce over to our Flash Friday segment. We'll try to get uh, our listeners just a little bit better insight into your personality away from uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs uh, just for a little bit. So first question from me, I got to go back. Back to your time in college, you mentioned that you were very involved with a rugby team there. Uh, just give me your most memorable game that you've been a part of, um, you know, during your time when you've played rugby. It could be in college, could be before college, just most memorable game uh, in a rugby game you participated in. Yeah, it's it's got to be my final home game. Uh, in rugby, there is a thing, the score is called a try, and when you score, it's a big party, and I was working on this goal for five years, and then I scored my final my my try on my final home game, and just there there was alumni weekend. My friends were there, and everyone was cheering and lifting me up, and it was just top five moment in my life because it was some like a goal I wanted, and then everyone cheering for me, and I kind of the theme that we talking about just sticking it with it when things are tough and kind of a moment of just a big reward. And it was awesome. It, it was just awesome experiencing that everyone cheering. So uh, definitely my most rewarding game and my favorite game. 
Yeah, that's a that's a great answer, Kevin. Feel like we could get like a Netflix documentary about that, <laughs> just the culmination of everything coming together for you in your last game. Uh, you really set the picture there. I, I feel like we could make something like that happen. So uh, that's a great answer. Last Fresh Friday question from me, then I'll pass it off uh, to Victor for his. But uh, you mentioned the transition that you had, you know, moving from Massachusetts, you know, into the Midwest, into Rockford, uh, and and in Illinois. Uh, you mentioned now living alone and cooking. What is your favorite dish to cook? Uh, say when you come home, you're grinding in the phones you're trying to get more season ticket members uh to come out to rockford ice hogs games uh what is your favorite dish to cook um you know at the end of a uh, of a long work day oh i gotta say i'm kind of a little bit simple but it's um pork tenderloin so they pre-cook it you just put it in the oven it's always seasoned and then you take it out and it's really good with some stuffing so that's probably my favorite so far that i've made and it's good simple and it Tastes good, but it doesn't take a lot of work to do so. <laughs> gets gets the job done. That sounds pretty good. I might I might be uh, I might be coming over uh, when I'm back home over uh, over Christmas break to uh, have some pork tenderloin. That sounds pretty good to me. So that's a great answer. I uh, appreciate you sharing on that, Kevin. Victor, I'll pass it off to you now. Yeah, kind of around the the same boat there. Not on the the cooking. Um, I'm not a good cook by any means, and so props for you even, even trying. Um, my, my question has to do with like, what's your favorite food, uh, in general, either when you moved to Chicago, has there been any new things that you've tried, um, as well as where's your favorite place to kind of hang out, um, now that you're in, in Rockford and, um, you know, working in, in sports there. Yeah, I would say, say my favorite, um, I had some deep dish pizza. I thought that was good. I, I like pizza in general. So I think that's. Good. Um, I'm someone who likes to go for walks a lot and we're right. Uh, Rockford has a river, so there's a nice little walking trail. So for me, that's one of my favorite hanging out spots is being able to walk and just be like by the river. Uh, it's the Rock River Trail. It's, it's a nice little place and I like walking there and just hanging out. It's nice and relaxing. I, uh, I love walks as well. I always go on them each day and luckily for, you know, if you are able to, to go on nice walks and, you know, we just moved to a new facility here. So a little bit easier for me. And I totally agree. It kind of helps you, um, you know, in sales, it's always a grind all the time. And so being able to kind of disconnect and uh, kind of meditate in a way, right. Of not having to worry about that is nice. And um, the last question I have here uh, before we wrap up is uh, what is your favorite childhood memory uh, when it comes to sports? I would say my favorite, um, it was in college actually. So um, had to, had a rough time in my life and was able to go to the AFC championship, Patriots versus Steelers. And they won and just the happiness that went on my face and then ended up coming back from the, the big um, deficit from the Falcons. So that whole run was my favorite because uh, helped me get through a hard time and you know the power of sports is how much joy it can bring to you so that's probably my favorite memory because it just has the most lasting impact and helped me get through a hard time in my life yeah the, the impact itself and we're, we're happy that it helped you I, I was a falcons fan in a way so when you guys came back and won i i saw all the the shirts and everything that were made of like i think it was like 24 to three at half 
and then you 28 to three victor come on it's crazy how little i uh paid attention there kevin i just know that the falcons lost and i was in atlanta as well it was pretty big uh Pretty rough day for for people who are Falcons fans. So um, give you credit, obviously, on that comeback. Pretty crazy comeback. And happy to hear that sports has been a really good impact for you. Uh, before we wrap up here, um, are there any goals or any advice uh, that you have here for people who were once in your shoes looking to get in the sports industry? Yeah, I got a couple. I first be patient. It's not going to happen right away. I'm I'm 27 and it took me that long. So it can take some time for some people. And I think a good reminder is the timeline you want and the timeline that's best for you. It doesn't always match up, but just stick with it. Do all the right things, your network, reach out when you apply to jobs, um, continue to build your skills. Uh, for some, it's going, taking that part-time job, gain some more, more skills and just stick with it. It, it will pay off if you just want to stick with it because uh, so many times it's very easy to do when things get a little bit challenging or hard, it's easy to give up. So just stick with it and uh, be persistent and keep getting better and every day and it will pay off if you take the time to be patient and sticking with it. Yeah, the patience is definitely key. I'm, I'm in that kind of realm right now trying to, you know, look, your next career, everyone's looking to, to get there as quick as possible. And sometimes you have to have a reality check of knowing, you know, what's feasible at the time, as well as knowing what you're capable of and building your, your craft there. So I totally agree with that, Kevin. Uh, before we leave you off here, uh, how will our listeners be able to, to reach out to you to further the conversation? Yeah, the best way would be LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out to me. I've had so many people uh, be willing to help me and have a helping hand. So I'm happy to help you out. And LinkedIn would be the best way to reach out to me. Perfect. Well, we'll keep that on uh, when it comes, comes to the podcast here. Again, we want to thank all of our listeners who have been able to follow us since year one to all the way to year three here. We're really excited to be able to keep these going. Uh, and with that, we will be back here next week.